All right, so the Avalanche dug themselves a 5-1 to one hole, almost climbed out of it, but it's a pretty good team they have over there in Jersey, and that's a big ask, even with this Avalanche team, to kind of take over and, and win this game. But they gave it the good try and a lot to dig into with this game here. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube and subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, All right. Well, the Avalanche did make a trade. We will get to that a little bit later, as well as our sound check. Are the Avs done making trades? There's still a couple days to go, Uh, but we'll get to that. But we are going to start with the here and the now, and that is the Avalanche six-game winning streak coming to an end, kind of in spectacular fashion, really. Kind of, we thought this thing was going to get off the rails. It kind of did. But the Avalanche pulled it together and three goals in two minutes and four seconds or six seconds, something like that, and then got right back into it. But it was was going to be a challenge to really pull this thing off. And even though they pulled within one, uh, the empty netter by the Devils seals the deal for a seven to five win for New Jersey. Overall thoughts. This game was like playing EA Sports NHL 23 and putting it on easy mode. And, like, defense and goalies don't matter. It was just who can score. Very, like, the momentum swings were enough to put you on the injured reserve. Um, (laughs) It was was fun to watch, but there were so many things that you'd like to have back, especially when the Avalanche started closing that gap, that 5-1, to and started really making it a tight game. You start going back, you're like, oh, if we would have had that goal back, if we would have done this and this and this, you're, yeah. you're kind of clearing it up to where this would have been probably a better game in the Avalanche favor. So you don't like the result, but you keep in mind what you did to Vegas, and then you're playing a team in the East. The East, we all know, the East is, they're beefy. Like, that's a bunch of giants over there. So mm-hmm. now you kind of see where you <laughs> stack up going into the game on Saturday against Dallas. And I think a lot of people are going to jump on, um, you know, Eustace Anunen starting this game and finishing this game. A lot of, you know, I, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people out there wondering why he was even playing this game to begin with, because you're going up against a, a, a good, solid opponent in New Jersey. Uh, but it's, you know, number one, Georgiev needed a break. And, and if this is was his scheduled break um, with a back-to-back coming up, over the weekend, you're not going to put him out there to finish out a game, and then he's going to have to turn around and play another game, probably the first game of the back-to-back. I'm assuming. I have no idea, but that's just my guess. Is he going to be playing the first game of that? But you you, you don't – you're just going to have to suck this up with him, and it's an East Coast team. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to – like every point is meaningful. You want to get as many points as possible. If this was a West Coast team that you were playing – maybe we're having a different conversation. Maybe he gets pulled. But I think Jared Bednar was 
leaving him in there for many reasons. Those ones that I just mentioned, and maybe some deep down, let the kid earn his stripes. Let let him let him go through it. And you know what? He after it got to five to one, he only let up you know the 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 one more after that because like I said, the last one they got was the the empty netter. So he and he had some really good saves mm-hmm. after they got five. <laughs> we'll talk about the ones before that in a minute. You don't want to get to five and then start making your saves. I get that, but there was a breakaway. Nico Hischer had a breakaway that he stopped. There was you know it, the Devils could have easily had nine or ten in this game. So you you like if you want to pull anything positive out of it, out of out of his performance, maybe it's that where he it. it Seemed to be getting off the rails when the avalanche came back. You, you he kind he pretty much kept it there, so you, you kind of can run with that, but you don't like him getting in, letting in five. You definitely don't want to start the game off like that, you know. I kind of did. Um, what liked that he's let in five? Nobody we likes that. Well, we can't hold on to this kid and keep saying, Well, we still have a Noonan. He's in the HL. He's getting ready. Like, let's not Indiana Jones the kid and say this kid belongs in a museum and constantly keep him down there and just keep waiting. What better time to try him out? You know, this honestly is not with Dallas winning. This is really not affecting the standings that much. You're going to play Dallas a four-point game practically on Saturday. Why not? Yorgiev is our Lamborghini right now. You don't drive him every day. Go Get your SUV out of the garage and take the goalie out. Just see what you could do. If he lets up five, if he lets up three and you pull him, that's in his mind. This is NHL action. You're lighting up three. You're really hurting the chances. And you saw the team, how they reacted by closing the gap early in the first period. Like Devontae's was sitting in a Noonan's face. Right. Like they didn't know how to play around the goalie. The team needed to learn. Anuna needed to learn. Eh. They had to. They had to figure this out together. Like you saw, like we saw about two years ago with Frankie getting in. How the defense would play right there in the blue paint. There would always be one defender right there because they didn't trust where the rebounds were coming. If he could make glove saves, and you saw that with a, a couple defenders just cheating all the way back and being right there because they did not trust Anuna in game time situations. The more the game went on, the more the trust was established, and you saw the confidence building in Anunan, the defense, and the forwards. It was, it's something that needed to be worked out. It was weird. Like it was, there were some goals that are completely on him. There were Mm -hmm. some goals that were on the defense, kind of letting him down. Yeah, there was one where he was shielded. That's going to happen to every single goalie. Uh, And there's some that it was, it was everybody's fault. Um, but he let in three in the first, um, three in the second, and didn't let any in in the third. So good. I mean, that's good. But, you know, a, a goal, the goal that I was just sticking out of my head that I wish that they had back was the one that, that uh, get, gave the Devils their sixth goal. And that's the, the one where Ryan Graves, of all people, is engaging and he's coming up the left side and kind of just throws. I don't think anybody expected him to throw that pass. It was a Dawson Mercer who was just in front of the net. So one, like I, nobody thought that where, where did, where did that assist 
uh, come from for for Ryan Graves because it seemed like he was just going to continue going around the back of the net, and at the last second he threw it in front, so he wasn't expecting that. And Sam Girard was on Mercer, and and I don't think Sam Girard was expecting the pass to come either because he really wasn't putting a body on Mercer. So things and 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 Noonan kind of like reached for it a little bit at the last second. It was a little bit out of position, and it was kind of an easy goal for Mercer. Like things like that. That one I wish they had back, and that was really the game. That was the game. If if you if you could have stopped that one, uh, you have you have a, a lot of opportunity to come back. And then that's the other thing that kills me. There's goals going on left and right in this game, and then when the Az cut it to six to five, uh, that was on a, a Nachuskin goal that came a minute and a half into the third, and then nothing. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those games where you just throw out the notes and it's just like this is a wild and crazy game. You, you, you figure you're, you you get that goal by, by Nachuskin. You had the entire third to come back. I would have almost guaranteed there would have been a few more goals scored in that period. And the only other one in that period and the game was an empty netter. It's a fluke type of game. But you feel good about the Avalanche fighting back, even right. being down 5-1. They didn't just say, well, we have a rookie goalie in there. We're getting we're getting absolutely run out of the building by the Devils. It's an East Coast team. They're far talented. Like, they didn't pack it in. They fought back. Everybody fought back. But then you kind of used up the gas, and then the third period just wasn't there. Even though you outshot them in the third period, it just wasn't there. It's a learning experience for the whole team. You won six in a row one way well, that if you're going to be playing superior talent in the east you've got to yeah. step it up just a little bit it's enough to get you a six game winning streak you could beat the west playing like you do but if you're going to be beating the rest you have to step it up just one more notch yeah i don't want to say i mean it's definitely a learning experience for for Anunan, definitely yeah um i don't want to say it's a learning experience for the avalanche like they're, they're not in the business of learning experiences right now like i you know we're, we're pat i know what you're saying but like i i think we're they got to get past that but maybe in the fact of maybe it's a learning experience of like okay like you're never out of it and they just did this against edmonton but this that one they won so but you know you you don't want to get down you can't get down to the east you know, you cannot do that because uh, they're, they're, it's it's very difficult to they, – they have the goalies. You know, Edmonton does not have the goalies that you can come back you – know, the, the Edmonton, you know, you can come back on a team like Edmonton. It's very difficult to do it against uh, the Devils. And I think a lot of people tuned out after the first, and you shouldn't do that because this team will surprise you. And those three goals in just over two minutes are exactly what this team can do but you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you need to do that and you have to press to do that. So it's, it's a uh, good, it's one of those games, just the good and the bad of this game is, is all over the map. Yep. So um, we'll get into more of it. And of course our sound check and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the trade that they made for Lars Eller, but first uh, indeed. And if you are hiring, then you need indeed because indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. 
and Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed, Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you're, you're, you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Now, my good uh, friend and co-host here, Mr. Kyle Sullivan, just recently had to use Indeed. He was the user end of the experience, and you you just you're you're moving careers as we're talking right now. That's right. And yeah. honestly, Indeed made it super simple and applied right through Indeed. It it was Done. just easy, easy to do. Hit a blue button and you have applied basically, right? Yep. Uh, and with Instant Match, over ninety percent of employee employers get quality candidates. As soon as they sponsor their job posts, according to Indeed data. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. The offer is valid through March 31st. So go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we go back to kind of the first when the Avalanche, uh, they were down two to nothing. There was kind of a questionable call on the ice. Jared Bednar decided to challenge it. I thought it was a good challenge. They, they yep. the, the puck, it went in, which I thought was through a, like the, the uh, who scored that one? Let me uh, Bastion on the second goal. The second goal, yes, was Bastion. So, like he didn't make contact with the puck. He made contact with a Noonan's goalie pad. Uh, to me, I mean, I, I thought that I thought that is, you can't do that. I don't know. So I, I threw my hands up in the air with that one because uh, was it like egregious? No, he is trying to make a, a play on the puck, but he didn't. Yeah. And, and you know, the, you, could, you could say like, well, he's trying. I didn't try to hit the guy in the the face with my stick, but I did. That's still a penalty, uh, even though he didn't hit the 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 puck or the, his stick to the puck. He hit the goalie pad. To me, that is that's goalie interference, and it shouldn't have counted, but it did. And yeah. you know, I think that just goes into the the oddness of this game is just like nothing seemed to be nothing is going to go the way that you think it's going to go in this game. I'm I'm very curious what nomenclature uh, Jared Bednar used for challenging that. If he was going after the whistle, it and that's and what they were going for. Stopped, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's true. And because that's one of those kind of like, you know, the evil genie situations where you challenge the whistle and you completely disregard the pushing of the pad. I was I'm, I'm very curious what exactly Bednar did challenge. And if that's what it was, because there was a couple things in that replay that I was like, oh, that's iffy. And I really wish I knew what they, um, the letter of the law was here. I'm trying. I'll go back and watch it. But I, I, for some reason, I remember. I thought I, I'm thinking I remember um, the the refs say Avalanche are, are challenging for goalie interference. I don't remember him saying of a puck stoppage. Um, I'm, I'm almost certain of that, but I'll go back and watch it. But um and I think they got it right. I, I, well, no, I, I think the Avalanche got it right in, in challenging it. Yeah. But I thought there was that one camera view from inside the goal uh, that clearly showed a stick. It was nowhere near the puck. 
It was nowhere near the puck. It was clearly on his pad, and they, for one reason or another, didn't didn't want to. And I, I'm interested to see what Bednar says on that um, post game, which is happening as we. And speak. it kind of evened out towards the end with that offsides challenge that New Jersey tried to pull, and yeah, it kind of evened out that it it was a net zero there, <laughs> a moot point there it is if you will the southern drawl um <laughs> so what and you know what what the evidence again this is nathan mckinnon really like kind of stepping up to the the, the moment kind of of uh, the abs down three to nothing they needed something to go into the first intermission with and they got it from him and if the altitude uh radar gun is accurate that was an 89.9 mile an hour slapper from just inside the blue line so he gets two more um did he have an assist on the night too it was just the two goals I just believe. the two goals yeah. okay so so two more goals so he continues to really tear it up he he you know you you, you, you want him to do stuff like that but again you don't want to be down like this um and it's just a tough mountain to climb but they almost did it. You got to give them, you know, this is this was almost like a carbon copy of the Edmonton game, um, but it was going to be a, a tougher challenge because, you know, it's sim- the simple fact that the Devils are a better team than Edmonton, so they 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 don't know how to clamp back down. They have the the talent from top to bottom, and that's the difference between Edmonton. They don't have that that bottom uh, strength that a team like New Jersey does. So it was going to be a challenge and. Uh, you know, and in one aspect, that, like you're saying earlier, it's good that they went through it, but it's bad that they had to get there and in the, in, in, be in that position in the first place. And they completely took the momentum out of New Jersey. In that first period, yeah. it felt like New Jersey was going to eat them alive. In the second period, the Avalanche were having their way. They could do anything they, they wanted to. So for them not to just capitalize on the opportunities, but completely shift the momentum of, of being down 5-1, that speaks a lot to what the Avalanche were doing. I mean, they they ripped off those three goals, and they could have had a fourth. I think it was Nachuskin who hit the post. You know, I think Lecky got a post as well. Uh, it, it was it was either a post or, or just a really good shot that that was saved. Um, but they hit a couple posts throughout the game. But that Nachuskin post hit was it, that that could have been four goals in yeah. under three minutes. Yeah, like they were cruising. And they, yeah, they had Dow, uh, Dallas. They had the Devils on, on. I hope they have Dallas on their heels pretty soon. <laughs> they, they had the Devils on their heels, and I mean, that was a turning of the tide because the the Devils were the one cruising, yep. and the Devils were the one that had the Avalanche just not like everything was just in in, in hysterics for the Avalanche. They just couldn't make passes. They couldn't get good go, uh, zone exits. That it was just, you know, passes were in the skates. It was just all of the bad things going on and you're like, this can't continue. You, you, you had, you had confidence that they were going to start at least playing better, but you didn't really, honestly, you didn't really have confidence that they were going to like be able to get back into the game because a five to one lead against any team is difficult against, against New Jersey is very difficult, but they did. And that was an exciting time. And I think that helped uh, Anunin as well, because he needed, he needed the, the crowd to get behind him. And then uh, the devils could have turned to, you know, that, that, uh, Nico Heischer breakaway and he saved that. And I feel like that was just a, a galvanizing moment for everybody. The crowd was into it. You had three goals in two minutes. Things were humming. And, and it felt really good that this was going to be another Edmonton 
And the the refs swallowed the whistle for the majority of this game. They did. You're right. Um, there were so many opportunities for them to call trips and slash and cross checks, and there were two penalties for the Devils. One, uh, they had two power plays, and the Avalanche had one. And it was when you're down five one, and the refs are calling the game like they were. So many opportunities for you to lose your cool, lose the game easily, and they did not. They didn't allow the refs yeah. to dictate the game. They stuck in it, and both teams didn't get overly physical and overly cheap which was another good thing yeah so you're right the refs just let it go and 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 as long as there was nothing super egregious i'm fine with that yep um but they did they, they let them play and it was an entertaining game it was not fun because the abs didn't win so uh it's not fun when when you don't win so it was entertaining yep. um all right, let's hear from FanDuel and then uh, the Avs with their, their trade. What do we take away from that, and are they done? And by the way, said player played in the game. I didn't think he was going to. I didn't either. I, that, that is a, that's a rocket flight that he took. Uh, I think they said he was in California because was, uh, was, was Washington in, on the West Coast? I don't know. I, have to, I heard he wasn't, it wasn't that far of a flight. He, I think he was in California. He went to Colorado look it up yeah they got that jersey made up quick oh man <laughs> i think that was just a stick on i don't think they had time to stitch it good lord all right but fan duel though you're at the midway point beyond the midway point of the nba season it's here and now is the perfect time to download fan duel america's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You can just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Or if the Knicks almost score 50 points in one quarter? Are you kidding me? It's If you would have bet the over on the Knicks, you would have been sitting pretty right now. And, and they ended up winning the game. 142 it was who 81 points in the first half who would have never play? been done before against two brooklyn oh wow okay i mean i don't know if brooklyn's good because i don't know all right uh plus fanduel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. So, uh, two things happened in Avalanche land in terms of their roster. One was they put Kale McCarr on injured reserve. Uh, that sounds a lot worse than it actually is. They retroactively put him on injured reserve. So um, his 10 days on injured reserve are basically up and they can take him off when they can take him off tomorrow if they want to. It's basically just a roster move so they can open up a roster space. Maybe that begs the question, is there another trade coming? Who knows? But it's not that big of a deal, especially because, like I said, it's 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 backdated to i think like the beginning of february so it, it's more of of roster maybe some salary cap implications to save a little bit of money on the daily cap i don't know but um i think i think he'll probably be they were saying he could have been back in this yep. game so, he was in a regular jersey so yeah so he very well will be playing this weekend they have a back-to-back -back this weekend 
maybe he doesn't start till the second game, but I think everything is looking good for McCarr to come back uh, relatively soon. The other move they made was a deal with the Washington Capitals that they bring Lars Eller over for a second round draft pick in 2025. Um, Eller was not really on my radar of somebody that they were going after. And, and th- this is kind of why I like the trade deadline because this always happens. There's always like last year, no clue the Avalanche had any interest in Josh Manson. Yeah. Or Nico and- Sturm. And the, well, yeah, I mean, that those depth ones, you're not really, you have no idea where, where like the, you know, the depth moves are coming from, but this is another one. This is another one of those depth, like even with Matt Nieto, you didn't really think they were going to go back after Matt Nieto, but um, the avalanche like to do this at the trade deadline. And I don't have a big problem with this. I think he's, a, you know, it's kind of like they're a Jack Johnson move in terms of getting a veteran guy. The thing that I really like about Eller is, is, and this might sound like minimal, but it's not, especially coming from the Avalanche, he's great at face-offs. Exactly. He was 47% on the night. Which is low for him because I think yeah. on the season he's like 54 or 55%. Like he, he's he, so, so <laughs> I joked he lost the first face-off and he's fitting right in with the Avalanche. So 47%, that, that's that, for the Avalanche, it's great. And in that game and against the Devils, both teams are at fifty percent. So yeah, like for it's already We're getting better. Yeah, getting better, getting better. He's making a yeah. difference, and it's not like Eller Lars Ulrich Eller is going to be um, like wowing you. He's got sixteen points in sixty games. He's yeah. he's got some years in the league. He's he was there for the Cup run in Washington. Uh, this so he's not going to wow you with what he can do offensively but he's a veteran it's somebody that guys like new hook and myers and everybody that's on third and fourth line they could it's another sounding board landy's not in the locker room it's more veteran experience so and washington retained 31 percent of his contract it's yeah it's not that bad million or something like that yeah i think yeah I'm I'm okay. Like I think it shores up and it's kind of solidifies a little a little bit more of of the bottom six, and and you know they 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 st- everybody's kind of focusing on this two C thing. I just feel like the way that Comfort has been playing lately, I think they're comfortable sticking him there and not sacrificing anything for their future. Yeah. I think they're fine with it. So do they make another move? Yeah, there's always a possibility. You know, they got two more days. So there, there's always a possibility that another depth piece somewhere is coming. I just don't feel like they they are going to go put a lot of eggs in a basket to go bring in a 2C when I feel like they're, they're kind of comfortable with how JT Confer is playing this year. If you're getting your, think- your regular JT Confer season, <laughs> this is not a regular JT Confer season. If you were getting that, we probably are bringing in someone. But I think I- they're happy with them. I'm perfectly happy with this 2C being JT Comfort because last year was Nas Kadri, and mm-hmm. he wasn't having a typical Nas season, and he was just fine at 2C. Same th- for JT this year. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, all in all, I, I think it's a fine move. I, I think maybe a second is a – I'm splitting hairs here, right? Because I'd say, like, eh, I'd be happier if it was a third. But if all things go well – it's going to be a late second rounder, which yep. in a sense is almost like a third. So, okay, fine. Um, I'm, I'm all right with that. Uh, you know, you didn't have to give up any, like you're not going to really give up a prospect to go get someone like Lars Eller, but I think it's good. I think it's yeah. a good move down the road and, and heading into the playoffs. I like a it. 2025 20, so. second for 
a player at 31% retained, I'm fine with it. I'm all right with that. All right, let's get to our sound check uh, before we wrap this thing up. So Kyle and I will pick uh, one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. Put these songs up on a playlist over on Spotify. All you have to do is go over to Spotify and search for LOA Volume 2. Follow along with the playlist. So uh, what do we got for for this uh, 7-5 loss to the Devils? One of my, I, I want, I, I want to say they're one of my favorite bands, but it's not because of just their music, just the spectacle, everything they are, everything yeah. they represent. Tenacious D can't be a Beelzebub, the clean version, <laughs> and I, and and not because, well, because we are a family friendly show, and uh, I listen to this playlist in the in the car with my daughter. It's true. We're waiting yeah. for the bus. Yeah, but it's, I think it's even funnier because for this album they re-recorded it with substituting all the profanity and i think that's just twice as fun better yeah but the song's about a battle with the devil and that's what the avalanche did they had a battle with the devil so they did and that devil was played by dave Grohl. that's right i think the second best devil ever in movie history the first tim curry in legend oh yeah couldn't beat that one that Tim one's Curry's amazing. Best. That one's amazing. Uh, for me, uh, because this the, they, they just got down really quickly, and it was just a, a massive hole to climb out of. Um, it was it, they basically dug themselves a Grand Canyon, and that is what I'm going with. The song is Grand Canyon by uh, uh, Pucifer, which is uh, what's his name? Side project. James Maynard Keenan side project from Tool, so um, yeah, I went with Green Canyon just because that—that's exactly what it was. It's almost impossible to dig yourself out of that bad boy. So, Came close, but they tried. They tried. So uh, yeah, go check those out. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. Uh, even though we are into March and played our first game into March, we haven't looked over the schedule yet. So we will do that tomorrow. See what we have for the last full month of the season uh, before a few more weeks into April and then the playoffs start. So we'll dig into uh, March tomorrow and maybe some trades. Who knows? All right, that'll wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked on Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.